So I'm going to pray and try and get through uh, a message today because I have a video that I want to show at the end of it, um, which for me is one of those things which I watch, and every time I watch it, I find it very moving. So we'll come to that in a second, but let's just pray. Father, I thank you for your heart and purpose for us. Father, we thank you that you have come to give us life and life in all its fullness. Father, we pray that you'd help us to receive everything that you want to deposit into our lives. And Father, we pray that the things which we think are important would just pale into insignificance compared to who you are and what you desire to do in our lives. Father, as we've already heard this morning, you're above every circumstance. You're our incredible God. And Father, there's nothing that takes you by surprise. And so, Father, we pray that you'd help us to focus in on you as we think about our subject this morning. Father, we pray that our hearts would be open to receive what the Spirit would say. And Father, we pray that only those thoughts which are your thoughts would come through this morning and find a resting place in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. So it's the third message entitled Fruitful Lips. It's part three. And today I want to just focus in on thankfulness. I think thankfulness is, is kind of underrated. And we often think uh, of saying thank you as expressing good manners, but have we ever really stopped to think about what saying thank you actually means? And uh, as is my want with things like this, I looked up the dictionary, and it says, a polite expression used when acknowledging a gift, service, or compliment. So that is what saying thank you is according to the dictionary. But when people say thanks, I don't know if we often stop to think about what we're doing when we're thankful. Um, have you ever been in that place where your kids uh, get something from somebody and you say, say thank you, or did you say thank you? You know, it's like something happened when you weren't there and somebody gave them a five-pound note and you, you're saying, like, did you say thank you for that? Did you really say thank you for that? Yeah, um, just that whole kind of uh, politeness. Um, but in essence, it's more than just being polite. It's about stopping to think about the other person and recognizing what they have done for us. It's not just something that we say, although it is something that we say. We say thank you. But it's more than that. Uh, there's that acknowledgement of what the other person has done. And that is the key word, I think, is acknowledging. And saying thank you is the fruit of our lips. It's an evidence of a process that's going on inside of us. And I encourage us all to really be thankful and to use that word regularly, whether it's to each other, in our families, in our schools, to your teacher. And we had the opportunity to say thank you to a really for me, special teacher. Teary tear this week, a teacher called Mr. Curry, um, who's moved on to a new job and uh, had the chance to go and say thank you to Mr. Curry um, and almost get accosted as I was going down the corridor by Mr. Watson as well. <laughs> but just to say thank you to somebody who's there for your kids at a time when they need them. And it's just about stopping to acknowledge what that person has done. And you could say, well, they're just doing their job. Well, some people do their job really well. And uh, Mr. Curry was one of those teachers. And so I'm really grateful to him. But I want to explore two different dimensions 
of thankfulness. The first one is thankfulness and confession, and the second one is thankfulness and praise. And the two things are linked, and hopefully I can, hopefully I can illustrate that this morning in the time that we have. So the first one is thanks and confession. And the expression in the Old Testament is often linked to confession and praise. Thanks, thankfulness, confession, and praise. And there are four different words used in the Old Testament that are generally used to express thanks and thankfulness and thanksgiving. And, thanksgiving. and one of them is the, the word yade, if that's the right way to pronounce it, um, a, a Hebrew word. And we find it in Psalm 105. And if you want to look up Psalm 105, we're going to look up a number of passages this morning. So if you've got your Bibles or your phone or your tablet, then look up the verse, uh, Psalm 105, verses 1 through to 4. And it says this, Give thanks to the Lord, call on His name. Make known among the nations what He has done. Sing to Him, sing praise to Him. Tell of all His wonderful acts. Glory in His holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and His strength. Seek His face always. Remember the wonders He has done. And it's interesting when you look at Psalm 105, we've got to remember that everything that we read has been translated into our language from another language. And the things don't always translate uh, in, in the way that we would expect. And so in the Hebrew text in Psalm 105, the word that's used here for give thanks and the word that's used for make known is actually the same word. It's the same expression, but just translated in slightly different ways. And here it means to acknowledge or confess and the emphasis is on recognizing the person. The emphasis is on our declaration. Give thanks to the Lord. Call on His name. Make known. It's the same Hebrew word, make known among the nations what He has done. Have you ever heard that expression, the confession of your faith? Have we heard that? When we baptize somebody in the tank that's underneath the drums here, fortunately we moved the drums first, um, but when, just before somebody's baptized, we say, do you uh, acknowledge Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And the person will say, I do. And then whoever's doing the baptizing will say, well, in confession of your faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And down they go, and up they come. And it's that confession of our faith that we're talking about here. Making known among the nations what he has done, singing to him praise, telling of his wonderful acts, glorying in his name looking to the Lord and His strength and seeking His face always, remembering the wonders that He has done. It's an acknowledgement of who God is and what He has done for us. But it's more than just an acknowledgement. It's an expression of that knowledge that we have. God has come and He's done something for us, and we are telling other people about that. When we're giving thanks to God, we're acknowledging who He is and what He has done for us. The same word is used in Psalm 32. We talked about it being used in relation to confession as well. And just to clarify, confession isn't something that's done in a little booth with a little partition between the priest and a person. Confession is something that we can do to God at any point in time, 
any point in time, but we can also confess to somebody else as well. And this is what it says in verse 5. Then I acknowledged, and it's that same word, I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said I will confess, and that's a slightly different word. That's the word yada, which means to confess, to praise, to give thanks. I will confess my transgression to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. I acknowledged, I acknowledged, I took a moment to think about who God is and what God has done for me. I acknowledged, I acknowledged the need for a saviour in my life. And it's that expression of thankfulness that comes through confession. And these two words are very, very similar. I think we find the same kind of thing. I'm just skipping a little bit for the sake of time. Um, there's another example in the book of Chronicles. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34, where it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Does that ring a bell with anybody? Give thanks to the Lord our God and King, his love. No, you've got it. But it's that expression of thankfulness that comes through also in the songs that we sing. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. Not bad, never bad. God can never be bad. He is good and His love endures forever. And this aspect of confession, acknowledging and declaring can also be seen in Isaiah chapter 12 verses 4 through to 6. And uh, this will be the response of the people to their Messiah. It says, In that day you will give thanks to the Lord and call on his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. There's that giving thanks and make it known amongst the nations what he's done. To proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord for he has done glorious things. Let this be known to all the world. Shout aloud and sing for joy, people of Zion. For great is the Holy One of Israel among you. Did you know that in this passage, it's the same word that's used for thanks, for proclaim, and for be known. It's the same word that's used and there's this link between acknowledging by, uh, about giving God thanks, but also proclaiming, speaking out, and letting the world know how great God is. When we use our voices to give glory to God, when we thank Him, when we tell other people about God, then it is an act of thankfulness in itself because we're acknowledging how great God is. We're acknowledging what He's done in our lives. So just as we acknowledge somebody's kindness when we say thank you, so we do with God when we talk about God. You know what it's like if you maybe go somewhere and you get good service. Like you go into a garage and, you know, the person who is looking at your car, well, some of them might go, you know how you get that, it's like, "Uh uh-oh, this is going to be expensive. You don't like that noise. But when somebody says, well, that'll be £200 and you take your car in and it turns out to be £180 and that's like really cool. And by the way, we did this as well, but we just did that for nothing. 
And what do you do after you come out of that garage? You go, wow, what a great garage that is. Wonderful service. The things that they did, they said it would be 200 pounds, and it was only 180, and they did this for nothing. You go out and you talk about it, don't you? When you've had some great service somewhere or something has happened, you go out and you want to tell people about it. You want to say, you need to go to that garage. Think about what God has done for us. Think about that for a second. Are we going out with the same zeal and saying, wow, thank you God. Listen to what God has done in my life. Thanks and confession. It's what we say. It's what we tell other people. And then the second one is thanks and praise. Moving through this quickly, you'll be pleased to know. You know, the first, we, we celebrated um, 26 years of wedded bliss this, this week. Well, I celebrated 26 years of wedded bliss. I don't, don't know about Mary. She deserves a medal, yeah, for putting up with me. And, uh, you know, I, I made the mistake of asking Mary to just do some reflecting on, on, on kind of, you know, the last 26 years. And I should have just said what were the high points, you know. <laughs> I made the mistake of asking about the low points as well. I was like, I've just done the wrong thing here. <laughs> but I remember Mary's first present to me was an audio cassette tape. For those who are young and uh, still at school, you, I can show you what one of them is if you want, okay? Um, and it was uh, Psalm 33. Was, it, was Ian, it was Ian White's music where he used to take the Psalms and put them into music. And it was Psalm 33. And uh, I don't know if you remember the picture in the front. It was the Ovation guitar and the wee chip. And the, you, you remember it as well. Uh, the wee chip and the, the varnish. Um, an image that's um, imprinted in my mind. And uh, why am I saying all this? Get back to the point. Um, there's a link between thankfulness and praise. And we see it in Psalm 33. And if you remember the Ian White, sing to him, sing a new song. We'll play it maybe sometime. I love it. And it says in Psalm 33, verses 1 to 3, Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise. To praise who? To praise Him. And the word that's used here is halal, which means sincerely and deeply thankful for and satisfied in praising a superior quality. It's this deep thankfulness That's what that word is trying to convey there. This praise that comes up through song, through our words, that it's a deep thankfulness, it's a deep satisfaction with our God who is far superior to us. His ways are above our ways. And then it goes on to say in verse 2, Praise the Lord with the harp, make music to him on the ten-string lyre, sing to him a new song, sing to him a new song. Play it skillfully and shout for joy. Can't help it. And the word praise there is back to this word again, yade, if that's how you pronounce it. I'm not entirely sure. Um, To acknowledge or to confess. It's translated praise here. And we can see that there's a link between thankfulness, between confessing by speaking out the wonders that God has done and also to praise our God. And in each of the following examples, the the object of thanks, the reason for thanks, and sometimes the ability to give thanks is always God. It starts with Him and it ends with Him. 
And we're going to flick into the New Testament, into 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 to 18. And it says this, Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In this passage, I think when we begin to put this into practice, thankfulness can be an act of faith. We're instructed to give thanks in all circumstances. And I don't know how you're looking out at the world just now. We all are individual people. You are a self, like I am a self, I am a person. And I look out at the world in a particular way based on what's going on inside of me and the things that are happening around about me. You're doing the exact same. We're all doing it right now. And I wonder, as you look out from who you are as a person at the world just now, I wonder what there is in your life that you can be thankful for. Perhaps we've received bad news. Perhaps we've been bereaved. Perhaps we're facing uncertainties. Perhaps we're dealing with health issues, some of them maybe major. Perhaps it's just that our bodies are getting older and not functioning the way that you used to. And there can be a whole host of reasons, a whole host of things that affect the way that we look out at the world. But in each of these, we're instructed to give thanks. In every circumstance, give thanks. Why? For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, um, I think you mentioned that, Courtney, when you were sharing your, your story this morning. What is God's will for us? And I think particularly when we're younger, we're, we want to know what the plan is. And we want to know how it's all going to map out and where, how it's all going to work out. And then we get older and we realize that actually probably half of it didn't work out the way we, we thought it was going to. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just life. But in this, it says that God's will for us in Christ Jesus is to be joyful always, to pray continually, and to give thanks in all circumstances. That's hard to put into practice. And if you've been around long enough, you'll know just how hard it is to put into practice. And this scripture is indelibly imprinted on my soul and will be until the day that I die. Because the Holy Spirit led me to this passage during normal uh, daily readings and spoke to me so clearly. And it was early on in 2001. And I'm not going to go into all that because most of you already know. If you don't know what 2001 was like for us, come and ask and I'll tell you. But basically it was the worst year of our married lives, probably the worst year of my life ever. But in the middle of the worst year of our lives, we find ourselves putting into practice the words which we had read from First Thessalonians. Be joyful always. Pray continually. In every circumstance, in all circumstances, give thanks, for this is God's will for you. In Christ Jesus. And I believe that giving thanks is that core discipline which sustained us through difficult times. Why? 
Because when we begin to give thanks, we begin to give praise to God. We begin to look for things in our lives to give praise to God for. And it changes our perspective. It changes how we're looking out at the world from inside of ourselves. The way that we're looking out, the things that are affecting us on the, in, the inside, it changes the way that we look out. It takes our focus away from the circumstances and begins to change it to the, to the point where we're focused on God. There is in this process an acknowledgement of who God is. That acknowledgement that we talked about earlier. An acknowledgement that God is still in control no matter what is going on round about us. And that God is good. And if we were maybe in another church, everybody would shout back all the time. <laughs> all the time, God is good. Yeah. God's good. God is in control. God is sovereign. God is on his throne. And nothing has changed. Our circumstances may have changed, but God is still on the throne and he knows. He sees everything. And we read Psalm 139 and it blows me away every time that this God knows every aspect of my life, every detail. It says in the Psalms, speak to one another with Psalms, hymns, no sorry, not in the Psalms, in Ephesians chapter 5 verses 19 to 20. Speak to one another with Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks, making music in our hearts, psalms, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Have you ever thought that we're not just addressing God when we're singing? We're encouraging one another at the same time. There's a thought. Don't hold back in your praise because it might be blessing somebody else at the same time. It's the fruit of lips that have been transformed by God through music, through that song, that music that's inside of us. I hear an Abba song coming on. There's that expression of something that's within us that we can't keep down. Have you ever been in that place in the kitchen? The men probably don't know anything about this, okay? When you've got put some potatoes on the boil and there's maybe too much water in the pot and you're boiling them up and when they come to the boil, what happens? The water flows over and puts your gas at a peep if you're unlucky enough. There's something happens when the pot boils over that can't be contained. And how much more with us when we recognize what God has done inside of us that it can't be contained. It spills over into giving thanks for everything. Colossians chapter 1 verses 11 and 12 says, And joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. Giving thanks to who? The Father why? Because he has qualified you. That's an incredible thing. I don't need anybody else to qualify me. God has done it. You don't need anybody else to qualify you. If you are his, then he has qualified you. What an incredible truth. 
And we can stand in that. We can stand in that assurance and know that no matter what the devil brings against us, that he has qualified us. Incredible. And here we're exhorted to joyfully give thanks. It's not that begrudged word of thanks. You know what it's like when you have to say to your kids, you need to go and say sorry. Have you ever been in that place where you, or you've maybe had to do it yourself and you've got to go up to something and you're like, sorry. <laughs> Have you ever seen that happen? Yeah, it's that begrudged word that comes out of your mouth that we say, but we really don't mean it because I'm not sorry at all. <laughs> yeah. Joyfully giving thanks, something springing out from within us, not begrudged, not held back, not held on to inside. I give thanks for the ability to be thankful. Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, and we're almost finished. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So I don't somebody mentioned earlier today, maybe when we were praying at one point in time, that it's through Christ that we have the ability to do these things. Whatever you do, whether in word, whether it's the things that we say, that acknowledgement, that confession, that praise, that thankfulness, or whether it's through the things that we do, like giving Mr. Curry a card on Friday something that was done to say thank you. It resonates with the verse that we spoke on the last time from Corinthians about whatever we do, whether we eat or drink, do all to the glory of God. Everything, our whole lives, an expression of worship. There's a little segment from uh, Life Together by Dietrich Bonhoeffer which I want to read um, because I've been thinking about th- being thankful, primarily because God's been speaking to me about it, about being thankful in every circumstance. And uh, with that already in mind, I came across uh, this little section, and it's from a book called Life Together. And he says this, thankfulness works in the Christian community as it usually does in the Christian life. Only those who give thanks for little things receive the great things as well. We prevent God from giving us the great spiritual gifts prepared for us because we do not give thanks for daily gifts. I find this really challenging. It challenged me as I was thinking about thankfulness, as the Holy Spirit was speaking to me about thankfulness, and as I read this, and I began to think about what I was doing every day that I should be giving thanks for, and began the process of intentionally thanking God for the most ordinary things. Now, try doing that for a whole day. Thanking God for everything. Just try it for one day and see how difficult that is to be thankful for what God is doing in your life. All the little things. Because we take so many things for granted. We do. I was having this conversation, um, I was having a conversation with somebody during the week. And just recalling a time, uh, I, I don't know if I'd been on a missions trip or something like that and had come back, but anyway, whatever was happening, something was going on inside. 
And I remember walking into Asda and Livingston, and I just stood. You know what it's like when you walk into Asda, you've got all the kind of fruit and veg uh, stuff as you go in. And I remember just standing there and looking at this and stopping. And the tears started to run down my face as I realized how much we have and how much we take for granted. I was just blown away as I looked at all of this food and the fact that I had money to go and pay for my messages at the end of the day. And I was blown away. And I just stood there. And if somebody had been looking, they would have thought um, I should be getting a, a 999 call or something like that. But I think that's what he's getting at here, is about being thankful for the small things. So many things that we experience day in and day out. And I'm a firm believer in the principle of small things. Haha, no jokes. Okay? And we find that in the story of the shrewd manager who Jesus was speaking about. And this is what Jesus said. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. Well, let's apply that principle to being thankful as Dietrich Bonhoeffer was talking about. Can we really begin to be thankful for the small, seemingly insignificant insignificant things? Because they're not insignificant. They might seem that way, but they're not. Just as I finish off, and I really do need to finish, on one occasion I was in school and I was chatting, it was either a third year or a fifth year class, And one of the kids asked me this question, which made me think. One of the young people said, are you happy with your life? Well, there's a question, eh? Because in the context of what we're talking about, we're talking about Christianity and faith and why should somebody become a Christian? And they said, are you happy with your life? And so I answered the question. But my answer led the teacher to ask a different question. The question was on the difference between being content and on striving after more or newer or bigger or better. Because the theory was that if you're not striving, then there'll be no progress, which I understand. There's a balance to that. But then we need to think, what kind of person am I? Am I always going to be striving after something else without being thankful for this thing that God has done? And there's a verse in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. And it has been one of those foundational verses in my life for many, many years. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. And it's been a guiding principle in my life. And I guess it's about striking the balance between contentment and being grateful for what God has done in our lives. And at the same time, seeking after more of God, move, want to move deeper into a relationship with God. And I think we need to, we need to just kind of walk that tightrope, as it were, sometimes. Striving for what God has for us, but not at the expense of missing what He's already done, what He has already done, and what He is already doing in our lives. And not to miss what God is doing right now, in the moment. But we can also find, our place, find ourselves in a place where we become settled in our faith and we stop moving forward. Happy with where I'm at, 
I don't want to go any further in my relationship with God because I know how all this works. Well, that's not a good place either. We need to keep pushing through. May we acknowledge God's wonderful works, remembering to give thanks in every circumstance, the good, the bad, and the ugly. May we continually have fruitful lips that praise God through our songs and through our prayers and through our stories. And as we go into a new week, may we be the people who observe what God has done for us and what he is doing for us and give thanks daily for these things. Even the simple things, practice it. Stick at it. And I wanted to finish with a a video. We've just got time for it and no more. It's called Grateful. Um, It's part of the Ed's story series, Ed Dobson. Uh, who suffered from uh, what they call ALS in the States. Um, We call it motor neuron disease. And it's part of his story. Um, I I find this very challenging and very moving every time I read it. So let's let's watch the the video. Let's just bow our heads in prayer as the musicians make their way back up. Thank you, Jesus. Father, the word tells us that your blessings are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Father, we pray that you would help us to make a good confession by the way that we live our lives, Father, by the words that we say, Father, by that spirit of gratitude that rises from within us as we simply acknowledge your gifts to us every day. And Father, we pray that you'd speak long after the service is finished. Father, we pray that there would be a rising within us as we look around us, Father, as we look at our circumstances perhaps, that we would learn to be thankful in every circumstance. Father, that something would change in our hearts. Father, as we begin to thank you for all that you have done. Father, may it be our act of worship to you. Father, may it be our act of confession to you, our act of praise to you. And Father, we pray that you would move our hearts. Father, that you would help us to stop taking things for granted. The things which we take for granted in life so often, Father, help us to realize that we are blessed. Father, that your hand is upon us. And Father, I just pray that each of us would learn, Father, just in a new way how to be thankful to you for the wonderful things that you have done for us. Father, we thank you for the breath that's in our lungs today. Father, we thank you for uh, your spirit which lives within us, that you have given us that deposit, that down payment, that seal. And Father, we thank you that that treasure lies within us. Father, each of our lives is just like a a clay jar, a clay pot which has cracks in it. Father, we thank you that you have put this treasure, your treasure, you have put yourself in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. And Father, we just want to, as we finish our service today, give you all the praise and all the glory that's due your name. Father, we'll do it through our words, our songs. Father, through our playing, but also through our giving as we give to you as well today, Father. 
Lord, we pray that you'd bless us as we go out into this week. Father, may we know your presence and may we be thankful. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm.